Hi, this is Gabriela. And this is Brandy. And welcome back to Budgasab. You want to do it again? No, that's great. Uh, okay. I love it. This will be our intro. <laughs> I know. It's been a while. Let them see us. We feel new. Get back the... into the groove of things. We're a little lost today. I'm not lost, bitch. Are you? You said you didn't have any juice left Second in you. Second bush to the left. What is that? <laughs> I don't know. It's a joke. <laughs> it's a fucking joke my mom told me. I feel like I did tell the story on the podcast once, but just in case. It's been like more than a year, so. Mm-hmm. When we when I was much younger, I was probably about seven. We were driving to Jesus Christ. Sorry, we were I'm driving to New York, and I was very preoccupied. I was like, "Is this hotel gonna have bathrooms?" <laughs> okay, I'd never been in a hotel before at that point, and she was like, "No, the person <laughs> at reception is gonna tell you second bush to the left." Your mom said that, <laughs> and I remember laughing so hard. But then, very recently, when we were painting my room, I reminded her of it because we were listening to Shania Twain, and. The song, I think it was like from this moment came on. And when we were driving to New York that time, yeah. that song came on the radio that we used like eight C size batteries in. Yeah. 500 times. And uh, I reminded her of that. And then I was like, remember that time you told me second push to the left? And she was like, yeah, I was so pissed because you were being so rude to your siblings <laughs> that I just wanted to be sarcastic. And I'm like, oh, I didn't pick up on that at all. But it was just a joke. I was a child. <laughs> Like you were an adult. And I'm like, also, my siblings get car sick and they were annoying as fuck. And you stuck me in the backseat with them for five hours. Remember, I'm much older than them. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like, couldn't I have been in the front? What the fuck? True. The boombox was in the front. Oh, my God. Because her janky ass Saturn had no radio. <laughs> that makes it more fun. This is fine because my mom doesn't listen to the podcast. Oh, that's good. That's good. Yeah. Um. So how... We haven't done... Oh, shit. You didn't say welcome to book gossip. I did. Oh, shit. Yes, you did. Yeah, I did. I did. Yeah. Oh, good job. Thank you. I remember I practiced to say that. You did this. Um, So how... We haven't recorded like a month. Update. I I know. It's been... So how have you been? At least three weeks. We're really sorry about that. Mm -hmm. Um, It's been a lot. You know, we're both in school and what else happened? Well, one week was your birthday. Yes, and so then after that, was that happening. we I gave was... you a picture though, and it was fun- it was stunning. That's so. what we did. I'm not sorry. <laughs> and then after that, I think I got very busy with school. I should actually send Vanessa the after picture I took. Oh, really? Yeah, was, yeah. You should. It was actually even more beautiful. Yeah, you should. And then after that week, you were busy. And then busy. you say vi- busy, busy. I was busy. We were busy, and then today was the only day. Yeah, I've had a lot going on. I decided to sell my house. So, because why not? Like you don't have enough stress in your life. Just just sell my house. No, honestly, that's that is very <laughs> me, very me, very fucking me. How can I make myself more uncomfortable? I'm bored. How can I keep myself more busy? No, I did have a very emotional weekend. Um, a weekend ago because my roommate moved out. I do, I do own this condo, but I did have a roommate for a mm-hmm. long time. But she was also my friend of 25 years. Yeah, and I feel like people forget that. So that was mm. super emotional because she moved like halfway across the country. Yeah, and she took Bentley. Remember yeah. that you guys will hear her. Our little. Yeah, he's gone. Yeah, he's gone. Yeah, all the dog fur. It's actually going to stay gone. 
I know. Not sad about that part. <laughs> That's the only good thing. Um. So yeah, I've been super fucking preoccupied, and so has Gabriella. So we do apologize. I know. We'll try. We'll try our best. We can't make any promises, but I do want to aim while we're at school for at least every two weeks. At I don't want to be going I was just going to say that maybe we'll try to do every two weeks. Yeah. And give you a decent episode every two weeks. Not, not like a quickie. This <laughs> this week. <laughs> so this week we're going to do a full one. Yes, but also. One. You have to say what we're doing. Oh, okay. What are we doing? Strangers in their own land. Oh, okay. <laughs> I'm like, are we doing something else? It's by Arlie Russell Hoshild. Hoshild. Girl, I had no idea what the person's name was. And I was going to be like, something like Alfie Hutchins. And I was pretty close. Yeah. yeah. I had to Google and like look for the cover. Oh, wait. There's a subtitle. It's Anger and Mourning on the American Right. Mm-hmm. No, 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 no. She could have done without the subtitle. Yeah. I don't like the subtitle. I think yeah, it's too much. Strangers mm-hmm. in their own land is like mysterious. It's alluring. Mm-hmm. People click on it. They think it might be porn, but it's not. It's not. It is it's anger honey, it's and not. mourning. It's not. If you're trying to get off, this isn't where you're, <laughs> this isn't where you're meant to be. Don't click on it, please. Do not click on it. Don't click on my life. <laughs> I'm busy. <laughs> Um, so a little bit of information that you have to t- take into account with um, with the book is that she, the author, is for from. Uh, we have a little wine, so my words are gonna be like a little. You're like off. <laughs> <laughs> That's how your breathing sounds. I don't know. <laughs> okay, okay. From Berkeley, California, uh, she's as a sociologist, and she's trying to understand. The deepening divide of the country between the left and the right. Cool. So when Super interesting. I, yeah, I know. Everybody just turned off the podcast. Um, when I describe it to people, the way I describe it is the way that, like, every now and then she reminds you in the book, like, I'm trying to climb this empathy wall. So she's trying to understand the Tea Party And why they think the way that they do, why they believe the things they do, because to I'm going to say us, assuming you're Mm -hmm. a Democrat. I think I'm I'm registered as independent. I'm registered as independent. Sure. Because you never know nowadays. (laughs) I know. It gets a little crazy. But I usually vote Democratic. Yeah. And um, I mean, I'm not super terribly political i don't think you could be in our book club without being a little bit political oh yes please because holy shit <laughs> it's all i understood politics after being in book club but um basically especially from our point of view people in the tea party seem like fucking idiots and mm-hmm. i am sorry that sounded really terrible and that's not what i think of them yeah especially at well that's all. how they portrayed them but that's what exactly mm-hmm. that's the portrayal and that's not fair and I feel like she kind of felt the same way. And so she mm-hmm. wanted to go in and she wanted to get to know these people and understand where they were coming from. And honestly, I'm appreciative of it. Yeah. Because I don't want to be on a podcast saying that I felt like people were fucking idiots. Yeah, of course. I want to be like, wow, I understand these people now. I might not agree and you don't have to agree. Yeah. But. But I'm pretty sure maybe people from the right thinks the same thing of like people from the left, like people are Democrats, like you guys are fucking idiots. Mm-hmm. So it's like, it, it goes both ways. Yeah. For sure. 
Oh, absolutely. So she's climbing this empty wall so she can understand them. That's how I describe the book. It's a little more interesting. Yeah. But again, if you're not into politics, you still fell asleep and turned the podcast off. But I think um, when I was like listening to, I mean, yeah, I listened to it and then I read it. Um, what I was looking for and what I wanted to bring to the podcast is like what she brought like the human side of it to remember just just not a group and you're putting everybody in the same circle this little yeah. people with different stories there's a reason why they think like that mm-hmm. a lot of it for me didn't make sense but i don't think it had to make sense to me because i don't live their life i don't live there maybe if i live there i will feel the same way because the, the stuff that they deal with is like and it has not a, at all. a fucking ton to do with where they live yeah very community based and do you want to know what's interesting it will be more interesting after we get into the book but mm-hmm. what is interesting is i had heard of this book mm-hmm. um usually in if i'm reading something it'll show up in things you might be interested in mm-hmm. and i always saw it but i didn't ever pursue it because i was like oh i'm not very political but when i was doing the environmental science of my public health class last semester he had recommended this book as something to read and it made a lot of sense, obviously, especially for this. And it did help me in my project. It didn't help me specifically. Like, I didn't cite the book. But it just helps your way of thinking, Yeah, I think, especially for public health. Mm-hmm. But, um, and also they quoted um, Atul Gawande, which, you know, we always fucking, <laughs> we always love an Atul Gawande yeah. moment. Yeah. Fuck it up. Yeah. That guy's brilliant. <laughs> um, but that is when it had presented itself to me again, this book. And I was mm-hmm. like, you know what? If something's staring me in the face twice... I there's a reason. Yeah, there's a reason why. And I'm not sad that I did. No, I, I liked it. Well, I listened to it and then because you were honestly, like, I don't have time. And so I read it again. I thought the tea party was a fucking joke. I thought it was just like a like some people down south yes. raising havoc. I didn't at all think it was a real movement. And I I feel for them now. Yeah, me too. Me we too. should get into it. Like okay. these people are like so <laughs> they're like hanging on the edge of their seat. They're like, ooh, please tell me why we should join the tea party. Um so that's the, not what the book is. is um in three parts. So I'm I don't think I got into a three part. I don't think it was like um the last part is mostly her talking to her left um friends and also talking to the right. And I don't think it's like very coddling of the American. Yeah, lives. it's like I think we are we can skip those parts. I also skipped a lot of the um the complete chapter about the history. We should also explain that because I was so busy getting my house ready. Oh, I was going to say that too. (laughs) Gabrielle is leading the episode. Um, She's fully leading. She's got the summer sky, everything. I had to turn my royal purple and gold foil room into a gray room. Damn. And all of my trim is busted, so I got to fix that. That's a project. people say busted? I heard people say that. Wow. Am I old? Yeah, you are old. Old. Well, you can fuck right off. You're old. (laughs) Did we finish the bottle? No, okay. but it's okay. I have another one. Okay. Okay. So the first part of the book is called The Great Paradox. It's like the main title. And basically what it means is actually she's trying to see what are the factors that are making these people believe in what they believe. Yes. So she goes into like a five year journey where she goes to Louisiana. I don't know how to say that word. Louisiana. Okay. Louisiana. Exactly. As oh, you like said I said it. it? Okay. Oh, yeah. Exactly. You said it great. Okay. In an American accent. <laughs> Dude, I wasn't forcing it. So she goes to Louisiana and and when she's there, she visits different parts in like sections of the population there. Do you know the capital of Louisiana? No. 
I'm famous for one to play. Is capitals. it New Orleans? <laughs> Did I lose? <laughs> I don't know. It is not. It is Baton Rouge. You know what? Let me. Oh, shit. Sorry. Let me Google that. I keep forgetting how loud everything is when we have this volume turned up all the way. As I bang on my keys. No, I love playing. Um, capitals. Gabriella, pay attention. Goddamn. My God. Keep talking. Oh, okay. I thought you paused it. <sighs> no. <laughs> the cap- I you paused it. I'm like, okay, let me check my phone. The capital city is Baton Rouge and the largest city is New Orleans. Oh, okay, okay. Okay. Do so, you know who found it? And I'm just fucking with you. Oh, no. You need to read the book if you want to listen to the history. She, there's like pages and pages about the history. And I think that's very, very helpful. But you Do you know what Louisiana reminds me of? Isn't that where they started um, Interview with the Vampire? Oh, okay. So, um, so at first, the, the first part of the chapter, she's with somebody. I'm going to, I didn't remember the people's last name. So, Mike. And I think at the beginning, she's trying to show how a lot of people in the area. I think this is, what year is the book? Like 2014? Yeah, it's not that long ago. Yeah. So, like, people are very, very. Because didn't you say at the end she was talking about Trump's election? Yes, the, that's yeah. the end of the book, like 2016. Um, Like, about the nostalgia that people feel, like the older generation, that everything that they had before all these like environmental disasters happen and Mike drives her to like a plantation and she he's just talking about his childhood like mm-hmm. all of these things were here and she was like all I see is green I don't see, she was like I don't see what they see so that's why I need to keep being with them so mostly all the people that she meets they identify themselves like Kajun Cajun, Cajun, conservative, Catholic, and they are all from the Tea Party. That's how all they call themselves or identify themselves as. Um, in most of the area that she interviewed these people and the people that she meets, they are all affected, or most of them, by the environmental disasters, um, by the petrochemical plants that mm-hmm. are around the Mississippi River and all of that. The Bayou, is that how you say it? Bayou? Yeah, I feel like she mentioned she's on the bayou, but mm-hmm. um, what do they say? They call it like Cancer Alley or something. Cancer like that. Alley. Yeah. yeah. And also one of the, what is like her question is like, people are very affected by this, but they're like, we don't, they don't actually like, um, think it's the plant's fault. It's mostly the government's fault. They don't like right. the government. Right. And she was like, what? <laughs> Yeah, it's, it's so hard. It's so hard. So this is what she's coming up with every time she meets somebody. These are the points that she's going to like develop throughout the book. Mm-hmm. Um, they also are like pro-life, pro-gun, pro-freedom, and anti-government. I took this from the book. <laughs> they were like, we are this kind of people. Mm-hmm. Um, so but then she also explained why a lot of the people that she finds within this area is because like she says, even the left people, like people are the Democrat, Democrat or other type of uh, political party. You usually move to this, to a place where, you know, you're going to share the belief of the people. So you kind of put yourself in a bubble. So she's like, these people also do the same thing that we, everybody does. Right. Um, 
So in 2015, Republicans wanted to abolish the IRS. And some of them... I'm sorry. <laughs> abolish? The IRS, yes. Abolish. Yes. Okay, cool. And some of them wanted to abolish all public schools. Wow. They wanted to give that the federal lands should be given away, except the ones that were used for the military, national parks, and national monuments. I don't... I mean, I can't really speak to that. I don't know a ton about federal lands, so... Yeah, I don't know either. I don't want to be like, wow, or... It's a lot. <laughs> like, we yeah, don't know. Because like, I, I fucking... I don't know shit about The reason lands. for the IRS, I think, is because they say that it's given to the wrong kind of people. Let me fucking tell you right now. Mm -hmm. I have some really hard feelings towards the IRS. <laughs> because I didn't... <laughs> I did my taxes. This recently. is tax season, so I think we all are hating. Another reason that you haven't heard from us in a while, because I had to get over this. Because let me tell you, Rhode Island was trying to tell me that I owed them almost a grand. Yeah, and I'm like, bitch, what? I don't think you've given me a grand in the last ten years. So why the fuck do you think I'm paying you? Oh my god, yeah. I I sorted it out. I sorted it out. Thank God. I sorted. Okay. So she also mentions that the red states are poor. And there's more teen mothers, worse health, more obesity, and so on. What was... Oh, worse health. Mm -hmm. I was like, what was that second thing you said? Worse health. Yeah. Uh, she also clarifies that she this also transcends race. Because mm -hmm. she says that um, blacks in Maryland can have a better health. Like, it's the area that... Um, but she, I think, she pulled the example of Maryland, but I don't know, she, give it, give, like, a percentage. Like, I don't think she went that far. The book, and also, when I was driving, she, I don't, I don't know, I don't know if I, I missed it. Who is she? Al, Al, Alfie, or Al, Arlie, or whatever. Arlie. So, um, Arlie, she didn't interview black people. She didn't. I I could have sworn. Oh, I was going. I was going to ask you. Did I miss somebody that wasn't? I think white? at least one of the families was. At least one of them was black, especially mm. towards the end. I'm pretty sure she Which interviewed woman? a couple of black families. One of them. One of them that they talked about having cancer in a bunch of generations. Oh, Harold and it. I'm pretty but, sure she yeah. did. I didn't know it was. Um, black. I don't think she mentions it too much. She probably mentions it right at the beginning. Probably not wanting to go on and on like beat it to death. But I'm pretty, I'm almost positive she just, honestly, it would be a huge fault to her if she didn't. If yeah. she wrote this entire book and she didn't interview at least two <laughs> black families, what the fuck is the point? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, so maybe I missed it because I was going to ask you. So I was driving and I'm like, did I miss it? Even though I wrote it twice. But I mean, as far as the whole transcending race, was that coming from Arlie, you said? Yes. Because that's really confusing to me. Mm -hmm. I have not done, uh, that's a fucking lie, Brandy. We beat that shit to death mm -hmm. in my program. And maybe there's a community in Maryland or maybe Maryland as a state. I don't fucking know. Mm -hmm. Has like, you know, better health for black people, which if they're doing something right, we should fucking know about it. Yeah. Because <clears throat> honestly, well, I don't know how high the percentage will be because she says no, it's no, like 1%. No, no. And like, I don't think that's no. like, you know, I understand what you're saying. Oh, okay. But I'm saying as a country, uh, <laughs> Okay. Very like historically, uh -huh. and very prominently, and very much a problem is the fact that across all incomes, across all education, across all of these other variables, 
black people are less healthy than white people. Yeah. No okay. matter how successful you are. Yes. Yeah. Black people are less healthy. Yes. Than white people. That's true. Or I should say people of color. I, actually, I don't even know if I can say that because most of the statistics are black people. Yeah. But I mean, it's not black. a far reach. Mm-hmm. White people way up here. I'm not saying I hate white people. Obviously not. <laughs> yeah. I am white. <laughs> but I'm saying like. It's just a given. So I have no idea what the statistic is. I would yes, love exactly. to look at it. Maybe I'll go back in and see if there's a fucking footnote or something. Yeah. Because maybe we need to be looking at Maryland. True. Um, she also says that in the red states, they are more need of Medicaid mm-hmm. and food. But mm-hmm. those people that need it the most, they don't vote. The higher class conservative conservatives, they do vote. And they vote against public help to the poor. Wow. So it's like already a complication within this <laughs> this political party that sounds very complicated <laughs> so because like honestly I, convincing somebody to vote is so yeah hard. if they already especially hate the when, government yeah especially when they already feel like what's the point they're not going to do anything for me yeah so like we said that like um Brian, Brian. hey brianna's in Miami, Shout out. In florida <laughs> um she it, also doesn't listen no to she podcast, doesn't listen um the Mississippi River is full of petrochemical plants. Like Brandy said, it's called the Cancer Alley. Oh, I'm sorry I ruined that for you. Yeah, that's fine. <laughs> she's like, yeah, that's fine. But no, really, she's care. staring daggers no, at me. She just set fire to my house. Fuck it. <laughs> uh, so the far right is stronger in the South, but there are members um, throughout the country. They're mostly white, middle to low income, older, married, and Christians. Christians. Okay, are they Christian? <laughs> yes, is it comes out in the book a lot, and they say it many, 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 many times. Yeah, they do. Uh, so also, the Tea Party is more like a culture in this area than a political thing. That is actually great that you mentioned that because that is what it feels like. Because a lot of people like it. It confused the shit out of me. Honestly, every mm-hmm. time we hear about the Tea Party or see like those little jokes or whatever, I was like, is this an actual thing or is it just like some kind of movement it just felt like like a culture mm-hmm. yeah so it's like a way of seeing and feeling about a place and people so it's like more like a emotion thing yeah yeah um so she talks about the racial divide she that gives an example of the cemetery do you remember that she says no your note literally says Cemetery grass. And I'm thinking to myself, how the <laughs> fuck do you write these notes and remember what the fuck you're talking about? So like she's driving and she notices like in the cemetery, the white people grass is like clean. Oh. Like, and the white people, the black people is not. There is like a tall grass. And the white people, it looks nicer than the black. Um, And, and, to, and the last time there was like a kind of like, um, how you call it, like a crime, racial crime. Mm-hmm. Is that um you're gonna have to explain it to me for me to give you. So, more. like, it doesn't intend they burn a cross by a church. It was like black people, mm-hmm. and two people were like imprisoned because of that because they say it was like a racial, the racial. They Please. burned. They like set up a cross and set oh. it on fire. Yeah. Well, shit. Yeah. That was 2010. What a fucking statement. <laughs> I so, mean, somebody burned the word penis into the grass outside of the windows at my high school as a senior <laughs> prank once. I don't believe I was a senior at that point. Was I? No, I don't think so. I don't remember what my senior prank was, and I really hope it wasn't fucking that one. 
Mm -hmm. Did you guys do a senior prank? Or were you like... I was not involved in that at all. No, I mean, neither was I. No, the the (laughs) high school did. I think they put, like, they went to, like, a football field and, like, pulled a bunch of pumpkins in it. Oh, what? Pumpkins? Mm -hmm. In the field? Yeah. For what? I think they did that. I don't remember that That's so dumb. They were dumb, yeah. Yeah, well. I think that's what they did. They did it at night. I can't remember, but I don't think that the penis was my class. I think my, I don't even, I don't even know if my class had a senior prank, to be honest. Okay, moving on. Yeah. So the author, are, what's her name? I keep forgetting her name. Arlie. Arlie. She wanted Hot to. Hot child. She wanted to understand the people's water issue because of the drinking water and the animal that they eat, the lakes, fish in the air, because all of this is polluted. So she wanted to know how people were affected. And and also the resistance that they have of like regulating the polluters. Okay. Because yeah. people didn't want that to happen. And if they, they weren't against regulating them, but they didn't want the federal government to do it. So the question was who? Who? Yeah, exactly. Like who's okay. going to regulate them? I never, I don't think I got that answer in the book. No, I don't think I did either, but I definitely got this strong feeling that obviously they didn't trust the federal government. And I'm not sure that, I mean, the federal government has like a hand in regulation, but mostly they outsource regulation to other agencies. Mm-hmm. So the environmental, the EPAs. Right. And so even the EPA like puts it down the pipeline. Mm-hmm. So for instance, like I used to do OSHA at my job and they would give me this paperwork, which I'm absolutely sure was not my job to do, but they would give me this paperwork for the water, like the sewer. Mm-hmm. So ours is Narragansett Bay Commission, right? Mm-hmm. So they give us access to the sewer. And because we dump water that has potential toxins in it, we have to follow all of these different rules and we have to have separators and blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. So I had to answer all these questions. And I'm like, this is this, this, oh, I'm sorry. I was getting way off topic. I was getting really upset because I remember being so upset having to figure this paperwork out. But that's not the point. The point is that that is the agency that is overseeing it for the EPA, which is for the federal government. Like it is so removed from the federal government at the point of contact mm-hmm. that I, I don't even think these people realize that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think they want they're like city or state officials to do that but they don't even do that because they don't care like it's me 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 (laughs) i don't have any kind of environmental training i am just filling out this paper that's like how many blah 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 blah. i don't even remember the fucking units it's nothing i've ever seen before do you use in one day and i'm like what see the the answer is always c I was like 100 question mark question mark question mark and I left it blank but I was like please see last assessment <laughs> no somebody I I called them and somebody ended up coming mm. and checking checking it because yeah. I was like you know what I don't know how to answer these questions but I can definitely bring you into the fucking huge like labyrinth of a basement that we have <laughs> yeah and squeeze you down through this little fucking hidden hallway and because all the way at. into the back of the creepy classroom and send you into the back on your own so you can check it out and yeah. see what we do yeah okay no. yeah thank you okay. also with the sewer rats yeah hey okay so uh one of the 
after. Did I digress. Okay. Um, so she gets a story from Lee. I always forget that. I think it was Lee Sharpman or something like that. All the people she interviews. Um, so I almost said Lee Adler. Who's Lee Adler? Midnight in the Garden of Good and Evil. Oh, I don't remember. He was like the big bad guy that was like doing all the fucked up renovations. That was uh, the main characters. I remember. Um, I yeah, remember. Bad guy, I remember. Yeah. Uh, so he worked for Pittsburgh Plate Glass, PPG. PPG. He, he was a maintenance pipe fitter. So basically if something, a pipe just burst or something, he would just like take care of it. And she mentions all the chemicals that they have and none of them are nice. They're very complicated. But when you read it, you're like, what the fuck? You didn't write them all down? I love chemistry. No, I didn't write them all down because I don't think they were relevant. I just wanted like methane, alcohol, all of that shit. They're not relevant. Acids and all of that. So this was not during shit the night. can fuck up your water. Yeah. The, uh, so during the 1960s, he started working there and he's like, we didn't have any protective equipment. They were given like badges to see like the exposure of like, and he said like within three hours, it was full. So hey. what the supervisor used to do is just make fun of them. So people just stop using them. Do you know what that's funny? Why? I'm supposed to wear a badge, I think. For, yeah. Radiation. Yeah. A radiation mm-hmm. badge. I don't. I don't even know if we have them. Am I meant to? You should check. I should check. So he had an acid, acid accident that oh, something burst. And all the acid like poured on him. And his clothes literally just melted. <gasps> and he was like naked on the dash shower that you have, like the emergency shower. So he asked for um, reimbursement because he lost his uniform. So <laughs> the boss was like, okay, go buy. His clothes melted off him. And yes. his reaction was to ask he was for naked. uniform reimbursement. So his boss was like, okay, well, you don't have a uniform. Just go buy one. Give me the receipt. So he brings the receipt and it was like, okay, it was $40. He's like, well, those clothes lo- looked worn out. So I'm going to subtract 80, 30 and I'm going to give you $10. <laughs> He's like, I never cashed that check. <laughs> he said that in the book. Wow. Yes. So he, I don't remember how long after the 60s. He worked there for a long, long, long time. He liked it. He felt very like... um able like he was very experienced he really liked the job um so all of a sudden one day he was told to dump chemicals in the river that it takes into the bayou mm-hmm. where the people usually like fish and stuff he was dumping like chemical tart and he said that what's tart um is it just like waste it's waste chemical waste yeah like the extras they don't want yes exactly okay. And he just like kind of gave a story of like little animals that were dying as soon as he was <gasps> dumping. Like he said, like birds would just fly, like die immediately, just like flying over the thing that he. The fumes I were killing him. That. The I bird. It's like a bird story, like alone. Yeah, like the fumes would come up and just like the birds would drop. Drop. That's fucking insane. Yeah. I love animals so much. We know. Okay. So later he does become ill, obviously, from the structure of the chemicals. And like he says that he... Yeah, because he's not even wearing a mask. No. He's like literally like he was... um. He said he couldn't bend. Like his tendons are like were like really 
in he was very in pain his, like his toes joints hurt. were just yeah, like joints yes so he had to be out of work for a long 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 time and then he was called back he went back to work are you sure it was a long time what i'm just i'm just i'm just curious because because how long was it he was there for a long time no He's, how long was he out of work oh i don't remember because I, I feel like it. I remember he it being it. like a couple weeks or something. It was like 10 weeks or something like that. Yeah. So he kept going because the doctors was like, you can't go back to work. You can't. You're not healthy enough you can't to go move. back. Yeah, exactly. But then after 15 years working for the company, they were like, you're fired because you're not coming into work. And also they didn't want to keep paying for his medical thing that he was being because it happened at his job. Mm. So and then... Seven years later, there was a meeting with company officials with the community because of the contamination of the water. Like you said, like all of the chemical waste that he dumped fell into the water of people that they fish. So the seafood, there was like a seafood advisory uh, that said like people couldn't swim and they couldn't have contact with the bottom sediment of the river because there were low levels of chemical contamination but people this is like people's livelihood and they were like mad about it so that's right. why they wanted to meet and when he was there he's like i need to do something so he hold a sign that said i'm the one who dumped the chemical in the water oh, i remember that yeah. and i was like yes yes <laughs> and he said everything so people were mad because um they couldn't fish and like there's a lot of fish they say that they found like the signs were like bullets Mm-hmm. And then people were just throwing them out. Um, what else? So they fire the fishermen file a lawsuit, a civil lawsuit against PPG, and they got a settlement for twelve thousand each. Okay, yeah, that's not. And what year was this? Do you know? That like, will be probably good like seventies, eighties. Yeah, but when I read it, I was like, "This is not enough." But quick, but just real quick, and I'm sorry to interrupt. Mm-hmm. I know I keep interrupting you. Um, but one of the things that really connected this to what I was doing with my asynchronous work that week in school with like environmental health and all of that was we had to watch this fucking video, this documentary, which I'm sure plenty of people that do anything even remotely public health related had to watch because it was a very like educational type thing that we had to watch it on was something about vinyl, like blue vinyl. This Mm -hmm. woman made a documentary about how bad the vinyl industry was and all of the factories that they have that are producing vinyl and all the shit that they dump in the rivers and blah, blah, blah. And at one point in the documentary, she goes to these rivers and she calls up one of the numbers on there that gives you the fishing advisory mm-hmm. and they were very very um like roundabout they kept reconnecting disconnecting da, da, da. and in the end they were just like it's fine just they gave param- parameters fuck off brandy <laughs> they just gave you like limits like only fish this much and only do yeah. this this much yes. and da, 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 da. only two meals a day something like that yeah. with fish yeah yeah probably i'm Goes mixing up the two stories but <laughs> the it was very that like this same exact thing mm-hmm. that they're facing here in like the 70s, 80s, whatever that mm-hmm. he was holding up the sign for. Like she did this blue vinyl thing in like the early 2000s, like maybe closer to 2010. But it was very much like 2000 something, not 2010s, like mm-hmm. 2000 something. Yeah. So, I mean, it's it's still very it's much a, a problem. It is still now. Yeah. And can course. you imagine this long, this long that it's been going on? 
that they're dumping that shit in there yeah i think the area is way bigger now it affects way more people now they were also talking about um i don't remember exactly what but it had something to do with wind carters and maybe we talked about this but it was talking about how the wildfires and all the shit that was getting um on the winds from california Mm -hmm. because the way that it blow the way the wind blows throughout the country in boston when they were like going outside Mm -hmm. it was all foggy and shit and they could smell the wildfires from Mm -hmm. california but also there was like pollutants yeah and they were like probably don't be outside too long probably don't be outside. yeah and that was recent that was like a year ago or so yeah, because remember, the wildfires weren't that long ago. No, no, no. Yeah, yeah they were, like, raging. And I, I'm a really bad person with, like, not that long ago, like, three <laughs> years ago. But I'm saying, like, one of my classmates was like, yeah, I remember that, going to campus. So, I mean, it couldn't have been that long Very ago. Very recent, yeah. 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 Uh, so, um, so, she's, I think she's with Mike right now, one of the people that is also affected by the disasters. Yeah, I remember she, like... Left goes and back, back and, and forth yeah she back, goes yeah. back and forth with all of them so for example with mike she was like the main problem that she had with the government is the taxes because she thinks that the taxes you take the money mike's from beef. them yeah she says that in the book like mike's big beef is the government <laughs> taxes oh so because he thinks it goes to the wrong people for example, he has the experience with the social security. Which I, it doesn't just happen to them because I know people that you're supposed to work like an X amount of time when you're taking. If you're taking too much, they take your benefits. So he yeah. had that problem for him. And then he had the IRS, an IRS problem too, that he was like, you guys own me. You did something wrong. And mm-hmm. he went to that IRS and he got fucked more. Because they're like, well, you need to bring us evidence of this specific receipts and proof. And he's like, of course, I don't have any of that. So he got fucked. Because like, let me go check. So you can see where the resentment is coming from. Mm-hmm. But I don't think it only affects this population. It affects people that I even that I know here. Right. But... I don't think the point is that it only affects this population. No, no, no. I'm just saying. Okay. Yeah, I'm, I'm, just, like, I'm just giving I'm that. I'm getting fucked because I was pretty <laughs> fucked last time I did taxes. And I feel pretty fucked every time I do taxes uh-huh. because I honestly relate to them so hard. I don't know what the fix is. I don't know what the fucking cure is. I don't know enough about politics at all to mm-hmm. even appreciate it. But I mean, if I was feeling like I was getting from the government, I, I, I don't even feel like I don't. I just feel like. Why are you taking so much of my money? Why am I always fucking paying you? Yeah. The only reason I don't pay them right now is because I'm in school. Yeah. does give you that credit. And I'm yeah. not making that much money. Yeah. I'm Me not. Too. It's the same thing. I get credit this time. Oh, uh, it's so bad. Yeah. So the way that my thing is like the PPG, the plants are giving him money and their IRS is taking them. So the IRS is like the bad guy. So next, he t- she talks about Harold Areno and Annette, the wife. I think I liked them. Uh, they he uh, Harold was a pipe fitter, and he talks about how they lost lands, they lost the animals. Um, it kills a lot of the family members of cancer, and he, I think he says like only one person, the person didn't work in the plant. Yep. And the son is also a pipe fitter, and you can see the difference. Um, like Harold is very nostalgic of everything that he lost, and he's like, "Well, I grew up with this shit already, so there's nothing. I don't have anything like good memories before this." Right. Um, they were happy when the industry came to where they live because they're like, "Now we're gonna have good jobs." 
Yeah. And they were, when talking about politics, they were more concerned about the Bible, about, about, about the politicians. Um, I don't know how to say, like, what the politician thinks of the Bible. Right, exactly. Like, like how they, they feel about faith. They, they were like, I know that they're going to be, be paid by the federal government, like pay out. They're going to take money from them. But as long as they're clean and like they follow the prayers and the Bible, we'll, we'll, we will like them. Yeah. That's a very hard that thing to get my really head around. really hard to yeah. wrap my head around too because yeah. I'm just like, how the fuck are you following the Bible in this day and age? And honestly, I hate to be like that on the podcast, but you really shouldn't be listening to this. You really should not be listening to this if you are like a go-getter and going to church every Sunday. Yeah, yeah. Honestly, by now, you probably already tuned out because... Yeah, who's going to listen to this? Yeah, we're certainly not walking on fucking water. Like, that was my biggest issue. I'm like, how are you putting your life in the hands of this yeah fiction yes this book was written so long ago do you know how much evidence-based shit goes it's like we need this to be current updated scientifically proven <laughs> and all this shit but you're putting your hands in this book yes yeah very hard to understand would that. you cite that it depends on where you use it absolutely not you are gonna make me. I know lose my... that shit went red. <laughs> I'm sorry. Um, so she says that like the people that she had interviewed by this time, they were like they are very concerned about taxes, faith, and honor. Mm-hmm. So then she talks about the politicians, and my summary about them is like they don't give a fuck. I can see that. So <laughs> she interviews one of the people that wanted to be a governor he's the general and he kind he did get it the general of what uh, we don't know <laughs> i didn't pay attention to that bitch <laughs> <laughs> you said we don't know <laughs> because she says a general the general and i'm like okay that's, that, that, that's is that the like their like neighborhood nickname no i think he may be from the army oh was in the army <laughs> I don't think that's important. What is important is that he understands these people. And they're like, they are in a psychological program that they plan to create so they can come to this neighborhood and stay there <laughs> with the families. And it's like, as long as these people like here talks about jobs, 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 they're in because they need jobs. You need to do this all the time. <laughs> do <laughs> the say, Jobs are in. <laughs> We need this. <laughs> I'm talking like with those commercials when like they go like talking about cars, cars, cars. Yeah. <laughs> and I put this in red because I think I listened to another podcast that mentioned Arkansas. They're Arkansas, Arkansas, Arkansas. So they're like I the know, pollution <laughs> is insane. Like it's really bad. Sometimes you can really, even, yeah, it's very in bad. Arkansas, where's Arkansas? I don't it's know. It's on the bottom of the country. No, I think they is that a southern state? No, I don't know. Girl, let me Google it real quick. Keep talking. Um, so there's like I think they they, they have mining, coal mining. Oh, so wow. that's why the the air sometimes is very bad. So he says that a, they import pollution from Arkansas. Can you imagine? I was they like, what? They import the pollution from Arkansas to Louisiana. I just told you it was Arkansas. Arkansas. Why? Because I oh because he says that in Arkansas they are more regulated. 
so they can just dump. So let's dump it in Louisiana. Oh, fuck. Okay, I totally understand what you're saying. Yeah, yeah I'm sorry. My head was somewhere else. Arkansas is directly above Louisiana. So uh, that makes a lot of fucking sense. Yes. So if you're looking at a map, for those of you who are like me, hey, um, you've got Texas, which everybody knows where the fuck Texas is, right? Yes. I don't know if you knew, but Louisiana is directly to the right mm-hmm. if you're looking at a map. Yes. And then Arkansas is directly above that. Oh, okay. So they're very, very close. Surrounded by Oklahoma, Mississippi, Tennessee, and Missouri. Oh, okay. Good. Good for them. I can hear you. Sorry. <laughs> so basically, Lucy, Louisiana. Do you know all of those capitals? No. Me neither. No, I do. I do. I do. I do. So. Uh, I won't give them to you. Thank you. Louisiana, <laughs> direct problem. By now, you should know it's a pollution. It's really bad. And so she also talks about that Louisiana is very pr- permissive with guns, but it's very restrict- restrictive mm-hmm. on women and blacks. Uh-huh. They have a lot of restrictions on clinics that offer abortion procedures. And if you go out of state, you can go to Yale, Yale, jail, jail, <laughs> or Yale, whatever. <laughs> you can go either go to Yale first. But if you fucking live in Louisiana, I guess you're not getting into Yale, according to Gabriella. Um, also, they banned wearing pants that reveal skin. I was joking about Yale and what the fuck? Yeah. What year is it? I don't know. It's still there. So it's still. I gathered, oh, but yeah. I'm still really concerned. <laughs> really fucking concerned. So she was so like. So no assless chaps. Nothing, no. Nothing like Christine Aguilar is dirty. No, it was like what she talks about is mostly men that wear black men. They wear the pants like, nah, in their waist, mostly like. So no sagging, no butt crack. Yes. No plumber's crack. Nothing. Girl, I think we're all set. I was just about to Google something, and what was it? I don't know. Oh, it was like. Um, never mind. Keep going. And so she was like, okay, so because there's a lot of restriction about women, like, access to these procedures or whatever, let's go talk about, talk with the Republican women of the Southwest of Louisiana. And she went to the meeting and they were very, very concerned and focused on the fluorescent bulbs because they said, why is the government telling me to change my bulbs? Hey. She didn't find an answer in that group. <laughs> so there's nothing to say there because I read the entire thing that they don't discuss anything. They just were very like, why do I need to change my light bulbs? I want them yellow. Okay. Okay. So she talk about she talks about with some guy, some PhD guy, about the jobs. And the problem is when the plans promise jobs to the people that live there, it's usually not true. It's usually 10%, less than 10% is given to the people of Louisiana and because the company recruit people from around the world and they build something, men camps, housings, mm-hmm. and they have like around 5,000 pipe fitters and they don't know the number of temporary workers from usually from Philippines and Mexico. Uh, so what they think that they what they do usually the companies that come to live in this I mean not live to, to pollute the the area is they cash trap the state government so for example ExxonMobil will give money to the environment agency for the fish and birds 
But then now the state government is going to do a lot of stuff that the plans want them to do, like pass policies and approve them for all that shit. Okay. So it's like a toxic cycle that they have. Um, and they did like kind of res- like the ocean, like the plants. They do research or where they're gonna. I googled Rhode Island's abortion laws. <laughs> Why? Because I'm fucked up. Okay. <laughs> Are you already that? I re- I read that. I told you about that. No, no. I I mean I know that, but I was like basically I looked up all of the states mm-hmm. and like where their cutoffs lie. Okay. I'm having a little bit of trouble reading the chart, but right. Now, a little shocking continue i'm listening to you okay so they find communities that are not likely to not be resistant they want them to be conservative republican catholic high school educated and not activists so they're not gonna do something if they're they don't like what's happening okay that's part one Thank all you. of that was part one yes holy <laughs> shit i thought that was the end of the fucking book <laughs> this is like 400 400 pages book Really? Yes. I am so impressed that you did this for me. Just a little bit of background. Gabriella was like, are you ready to record on Sunday? And I was like, yeah, sure. Except can you do all of the summarizing? And she was like, yeah, of course, girl. Which I was like, oh, wow, hats off. And then <laughs> and then my ass woke up on Sunday morning and was like, mind you, we were supposed to meet up before 12. And it was mm-hmm. about 1130. And mm-hmm. I was like, I just woke up. And I don't know what's happening. I'm not home. <laughs> I was like up to three in the morning, like going through this fucking book. And she's like, well, I'm not done. I I, I was done today. Yeah. At work. I was doing this at work. <laughs> it's a lot of work. Yeah. And I. But you do much better than I do. I'm going to be honest. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. Okay. Absolutely. Let's see what people say after this. Hmm. <laughs> They're going to be like, Gabriella memorized this whole last book. And Brandy be like, looking at Gabriella, like, what's good? I don't remember what my note means. <laughs> Okay, so the part two, like I said, they are, um, the community, it is, I mean, is resistant mm-hmm. um, to have people to come from other part of the country over like the world to take their. I remember that. So that's yeah. when the anger comes from. It's like, I'm here. Why are you giving it to other people? That That's why it causes resentment too. Uh, they're worried that they might take, bring criminals. <laughs> Which is like, it can be true. Like, you don't know. I d- okay, it can be true. But I'm sorry. Anybody that can run a plant. <laughs> I mean, th- you know what? I really shouldn't even speak to this. Yeah. They could bring criminals. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. Yeah. There's so many, like 6,000 to live. Like, for example, if they built like a, a main camp near your house. you have Right, no but idea. their whole idea is we're going to get jobs from this. But then they take the biggest and the best jobs and give it to somebody else. Yes. Like, fuck off. Yeah. Uh, so the companies, they want to recruit families to live in Louisiana, like to come and work here. I mean, there. And they're like, okay, we need to invest in nice parks and public schools and other public areas, but it is polluted. So they will be like, look at this nice lake, but swim at your own risk. (laughs) It's like, get this commercial on real quick before this fucking swing set disintegrates. Yes. So it's like, Really? The pollution is still there. Hmm. Um, so the governors, they usually cut like major funding to public services um, from schools and from the parks and also from the pollution control. Because these are governments that don't have a lot of money. So they take them That's from very this. very ironic, right? Is that irony? 
Yeah, it's like a very uh, vicious circle. The, the fact that they take from pollution control to feed pollution. Exactly. I'm, I'm doing that correctly. Yes, right? you are. Okay. Yeah. So then she talks about an earthquake that happened in 2012 that was caused by a methane pipe that was on the ground. Wow. I remember reading about this and being like, holy shit. Holy fucking shit. And I just kept checking on the dates. I'm like, this was recently. Mm-hmm. I just kept like reminding myself. I don't even remember hearing that. about it. But I don't read the news a lot. They but don't it show just that. Blows my mind. They don't. Well, no, they don't. Show throughout that. the book, she like. How long it, did it take them to tell us about Flint? And, Bitch, and Flint. I remember you coming to work at West Bay and being like, "So did you hear about Flint?" <laughs> and I'm I like, that. "Yeah, drinking water, haha." I'm in hygiene school. I'm so distracted. And you were like, "This is a problem," and I'm like, "Yeah." <laughs> you looked at me like, "Are you fucking stupid?" And then that. when I actually, well, I mean, you probably just really honestly brushed it off, like, mm-hmm. "Okay, this girl doesn't read the news. Mm-hmm. This is a lost cause." Yeah. But I remember reading about it when I was in school and being like, "This is what the fuck was happening," mm-hmm. and I didn't even know. And then it reminded me of the time you came to work and told me that, and I was like, "This bitch must have thought I was so stupid." <laughs> I don't I remember, remember that at all. Looking at me and trying, like, I remember you looking into my eyes, really, and trying to explain to me that this was an actual problem. And I was I, like, "It's perfectly fine. I drink the tap water all the time." <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes I care too much. And you're about like Michigan. <laughs> I can't. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So the sinkhole was like. 37 acres. I don't even have no idea how big that is. Is that big? That's really fucking well, big. That, real. <laughs> so it was. It started in 2012, and by 2015, it was 37 acres. So obviously, it take a lot. It took a lot of people's houses. So a lot of people ha- became refugees from this sinkhole. Um. So they were like, okay, so everything is polluted. So if, I think I don't remember what was the year. Maybe 2015. The health department human services they came out okay the because um the methane leaked into the water drinking water 37 acres is a circle with a width of 1432.52 feet that's human guess yeah okay yeah so it's big um so because their water was now yahoo search thank you sorry um so because the water was polluted in that area they made a report on how to eat it the fish so it's like you take the fish and you cut here and if it smells don't eat it take the it smells like what there's a picture it's fucking fish yeah if it's like it has a funky smell don't eat it it's fish <laughs> exactly they were like explaining take out the fat they were like take out everything that's actually yeah. good yeah take the dark or holds me take the dark skin. they like just chew on the bones like what the and fuck? eat the eyeballs <laughs> And then she also, then after that, she talks about me, the media as anxiety producer. And I agree with that, that she talks about like all the people that she visited, they were blasting Fox News. But I think that goes both ways because I go to houses and they're blasting CNN. All right. I'm going to have to admit, I don't know the difference between the news stations. And it's like Fox News is right and CNN is more left. Okay. So what about MSNBC? It's left. The only one that is not left is Fox News. Is anybody in the middle? I Podcast. really just threw I really just threw out a fucking news station, if I'm being honest. <laughs> NPR. 
the left. Do I only know lefts because we live in a left state? Yes. Okay, cool. Yeah. And people make fun of Fox News. Do they? Yeah, they do. Like in book club? No, other other places, not just book club. Because I think we live in a very left area. You think? I think. You think? Because Boston is not. Perhaps? <laughs> okay. Somebody's going to be like, Boston is. Whatever, I don't live there. I don't fucking know if Boston is left or right. They're very... No, they're left now. I don't know. It's very weird now. Is Massachusetts a swing state? I think Massachusetts sometimes is Republican, sometimes Democrat. I didn't know that. I have no idea. Okay, moving on. Yeah, I'm like, I'm not paying enough attention. Didn't we just have an election <laughs> not that long ago? Um, so she talks about... so um, We have elections every year, by the way. Go out and vote. Thank you. Thank you. So the people that she meets, Mike and Harold and Annette, and some some people, other people, they create an environmental group. And they find out that the company hired teams to spy on them to prevent the workers from suing the plants. Yeah. They were like, we knew there was like that suspicious thing going on. And he, that person kind of created like a conflict and the group just like fell through, like it fell apart. Then years later, they found like a report, like like an expose from a journalist. And they were like, that's us. (laughs) <laughs> oh shit <laughs> so this person like the spy this i call the spy but like the person that worked for I them, like that for the plan he was like well we collected tax records from the people that were in the group they listened to the phone calls and they took pictures of the houses where they me- met nothing happened to them but that was if, well, i think that i put that in there because i think a lot of people right now there's like people i know some journalists that there's one journalist that i know he was, I should know his name, I should put it there because he's still... You're fine. You're doing fucking fantastic. Um, he was working in Ecuador against ExxonMobil because there was like a spill, oil spill that killed a bunch of animals and destroyed people's life there. And he went to court and he was fighting ExxonMobil and then they were like, you are going to jail because you didn't want to give up your laptop. So he was in federal jail now he's in house arrest he's been like four or five hundred days something like that he's the only as in- of 2022 yeah or as of the book no he's still right holy now holy shit um he uh, i forgot what i was gonna say he's the only that's the only time it has happened in the history of all of these cases it has never happened before and this is not like other oh, united states court of law this is like the exxon mobile like when it, so the, my point is is like this happens all the time and when you're trying to go against these companies it can be very bad you can die they can kill yeah, you yeah it's absolutely. very so that thing that was i just wanted to bring make that point it for these people wasn't that's fucking wild yeah i was like this is like a movie like you were like i'm scared <laughs> for these people yeah like should we do this episode <laughs> this is like um Trying to accuse so and so allegedly, Exxon Mobil did that in Ecuador. We don't know. There's not a decision. Oh God! So, allegedly, um, so she realizes that only the people that are direct, directly affect, affected by the pollution care. There's all the people that are not um, and heavily. 
Yes. Because there was the other lost. guy that like they lost people and they were like, yeah, but we have so many jobs and they really supported our family. But then yeah. there was the family that was like, we're yeah. all fucking miserable. My, our, my whole family died. Yeah. And for mothers, just like a passing thing, like, oh, yeah, it's bad. And that's it. They just accept it as a way of life. And it's like, no, if you lived somewhere else, it wouldn't be like this. Exactly. But then also, if you live somewhere else, they kind of compete it with maybe I won't have a job. Or I'm not going to have this community that will help me through yeah, this tough because time. Because they create their not, own community. Yeah. yeah. So the question is, who solved the problem? They don't want the companies. They don't want the politicians. The churches don't because they don't have the money to support a community that way. Also, the churches can't. Exactly. That's not the problem. <laughs> the, the, for sure, the companies Church are not Church is do. not government. Yeah. And... It will be the federal government will need to get involved if nobody is working, but then the right wing people won't trust it. Have they ever heard of separation of church and state? I don't know. They should. They should. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. Okay. Um, So. She mentioned she that's like this. Um, I don't know what this is like a different, uh, like a what do you call that? Like exactly like a point of like sympathy fatigue that you, you've like, yeah, I understand, I feel sorry for you. It's so much that some people, yeah, start to dissociate. And you're just from exasperated this problem. at this point, yeah. So, there's a quote that somebody said in the book, and I was like, yeah, okay, this is really bad. So, he says, liberal wants us to feel bad and feel sympathy for black women and the poor. And of course I do, but up to a point. I remember that. And the the thing that caught my attention was like, mostly like women. Like I do black, yeah, okay. but I was like, women. Like, Is this the book when she was like, if everybody's standing in line? Yes. This was the book, right? Yes. Oh, okay. And then she's like, okay. And then these people like the. T- I'm sorry, am I ruining your? No. I didn't mention, I didn't put it in the book. Oh, okay. in here. So every now and then she would say something like, and then they felt like they were stepping to the back of the line. Mm-hmm. So these people, like you said, did you say they were mostly white? I don't even remember. Yes, they're mostly white. And I'm not hating on it. I'm really not. I'm just saying like, they feel like they keep taking a back seat. They keep taking a back seat. And I can honestly, I, I should stop right there. I feel, I feel for them. Yeah. I do. Yeah. I can't sympathize with them because I don't relate to a lot of things that they are. Mm-hmm. But I'm saying that I understand how they might feel like they f- are taking a back seat and they're taking mm-hmm. a back seat, but they're working so hard and they're doing their due diligence and they're doing what they need to do to be part of this country, but they're getting nothing. And then they keep having to step to the back of the line for the people of color, for the women, for the yeah. poor. Like, mm-hmm. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. I am not at all empathizing at this point though (laughs) just to be clear um they also like hate people that take public help they feel like it's like a hate yeah they say she says hate wow that they seem like you're being lazy because you're taking like she has she interviews a woman that she was like i kill myself why can you do it She's like, how dare you take money from the federal government? 
She's like, she has that kind of thinking. So they expect other people to do, even if you need it. It's because she asked, like, what she gave, like, different scenarios. She was like, what if you're born in a, to a family, you're a kid, and you're very poor, and you don't have the same start point that some people have. And she says, well, I hope when that boy grows up, he works hard. What if he can't? Exactly. I think you, like, you don't want people to generalize you, but you're doing it to other people too. This sounds like it's coming from the type of era where if you're, fuck, I don't even want to say it, but if you had a child who couldn't work hard when they were older, Mm -hmm. that would be it. Mm-hmm. And that's all I can really say to that, and that's really fucked up. Yeah, no, there's a lot of things that, like I skipped. Up. It's just like you're you're taking that whole eventuality away. Yeah, there's so many things that makes everything like you're just complex ignoring situation. it. Like yeah. that wouldn't happen, or if that happens, whatever, we'll deal with it when it comes. Yeah, deal with it in quotes. So now they're realizing that a lot of the companies are moving closer and closer to the neighborhoods because they took over everywhere. Plus, the pollution is so bad that it's killing out the coastal area. It's like, how you call it, receding? Mm-hmm. So the plants have to move closer into like um, land. So yeah. they are closer because to... Because the water is running away. Yeah, so they <laughs> so they move it closer to the houses and people are like, well, I guess they have to move closer to us because they need to make the things that we need. For example, we need toothpaste. We need the water. And we need it to not be polluted. Yeah. Prefer- preferably. Preferably. But I mean, it is a problem. Don't you think? Yeah. Yeah. So they um, they say that they're not against they're regulating the polluters only if the government is not involved. And... If the environmentalists are not involved, because if they do, they're going to bring the government and they're going to make let the government expand. Did they read about Flint? (laughs) I don't think so. Because I'll tell you about the fucking government. (laughs) The government was absolutely. I mean, okay, I get it. They don't want the government in charge. Yeah. But the thing is, is. The government isn't taking any charge. Yeah. A lot of the time. Not all the time, but a lot of the time, they're not taking very much charge. They might have the power at some point Mm -hmm. in the government, maybe not the federal government, but at some point in the government, there is power. There is a seat of power, and they're not fucking taking it. So I really don't understand what they're saying. Well, like, the entire book, like, she does... Maybe they're saying the government should add it, so maybe somebody else should have the power. They want the plants how to are have they the go- power. How are they going? No idea. To enforce? None of them had an answer. Nobody had an answer. The book doesn't you give you an answer. You can't be like this agency is going to be in charge. They have no fucking governmental power, but somehow they're going to force this huge corporation to fucking bend to their will. Yeah, that's not going to happen. It's not going to fucking happen. Yeah, it does not happen. It doesn't happen. Thank you. Okay. All right. <laughs> so lastly, I'll end with the Trump rice. Not rice to eat, the rice. <laughs> <laughs> so she gives like rise few, to the occasion. So she gives a few points that she thinks that make Trump win, which I feel they all true. So she she 
says that people that like Trump. Oh, I want to mention this. Like a lot of the people she, she interviewed about Trump, they were like, yeah, we do like something that he said, but I don't know if I'm going to vote. So people were very on the fence, on the fence, like, on the wall. Um, we're scared. Like Harold and Annette, they were like, he made fun of somebody that was disabled. And they were like, we didn't like that. The fact that this is even a point in a presidential election <laughs> is a red fucking flag. Not yeah. a question mark, guys. It's a huge yeah. fucking. It's a raging fire. It's a raging fucking fire. Yeah. So next. So the people that like Trump and that was going to his rallies and all of that, they felt culturally margin- marginalized, which is true. Yeah. Uh, they felt that their views were being ridiculed in national media, which is true because I saw a lot of that. They were feeling like a minority in their own land. Mm-hmm. And she thinks that Trump was more like emotions candidate. Mm-hmm. He has. He really didn't have absolutely yeah. any strategic, strategic or political it's the diplomatic. It's yes, the he was saying everything that they needed to hear exactly. And when he was asked about what would be his response to the to pollution, his answer was to get rid of all the environment agencies. I don't even understand his angle. I mean, so I everybody is like, yes, life. you don't want government to be in here. So it was like, yes, I get it. I do. I honestly feel bad for these people. And I, maybe I shouldn't. I don't. They obviously don't need my sympathy. No, they don't know. But so. the whole part of feeling like a minority, I can understand. Yeah. I felt bad because my mom, bless her soul, she's very white. And I know I mentioned this before, but. At one point. During like the Black Lives Matter movement, she obviously it's still happening, but when it was raging during the pandemic, like shelter at home, even perhaps, because I think it was during that time, she was listening to this audiobook. I can't remember the name of it, but it was a very famously like a book that was telling people how they were racist. And it was, it was, oh, like, the white fragility. Yeah, thank you. My mom listened to like maybe 20 minutes of this book, (laughs) paused it and asked me, I'm half black, by the way. Mm -hmm. She asked me if I thought she was racist. (laughs) And I was like, not really. (laughs) But can you explain to me why you think you might be racist? Let's talk about it. And I understand that somebody can absolutely be fucking racist. Mm hmm. And, like, even married to somebody yeah. that they're racist towards. Mm-hmm. I think we talked about that. Yeah, we did. And I was like, holy fucking shit. My mom is racist. And I didn't know it. But, like, <laughs> I gotta be honest. I, my mom does not have any kind of racist bone in her fucking body. Yeah. So I'm like, what are you listening to? <laughs> and I feel like it's very much the vibe that we're getting here. Mm-hmm. That, and when she made that whole analogy of standing in line and these people feeling like they had to yeah. accept it back, that was mo- the most effective thing she could have done yeah, to, to help un- empathize with yes. these people. Mm-hmm. I get it. I fully fucking understand where they're coming from. Mm-hmm. But you also need to realize that your stance on this environmental issue is not right. I don't think that there's any right stance. I don't think that there's any correct protection. And I think we're already digging ourselves into a hole deeper than we can dig out of. Mm-hmm. 
And so maybe this is their answer to that because it's a huge problem and it's not one that you can very easily take on. Yeah. Maybe we can't. Maybe we're already fucked. But mm. I'm just saying like. It's huge. It's too big. Like That's not a reason to <laughs> fucking vote for Trump. <laughs> you were going to say something else no No, it's just a fucking huge problem it's a huge problem we don't know how to fix it we don't like it it's a fucking shit show yeah yeah how many fucking um sci-fi movies or fucking books or whatever have you watched that they're talking about even doctor who fucking focused on pollution as a problem in the future and it's not that far in the future yeah it's right the fuck now Oh, maybe if people don't listen, if people don't believe in global warming, they're going to totally tune out. No, that's better. They will get mad. They will listen. I don't care. So I had a patient not that long ago and he was like, I'm really sorry to tell you, but you're going to have to live through this. I'm not. I'm going to be <laughs> dead by then. And he was like, but, you know, you're going to have to live through all of this fucking trauma from global warming. We're too far. We're too far advanced to fix it. And I remember I'm. Um, because I'm looking for houses and I was talking mm. to the realtor and I was like, oh, I don't want to leave that close to the water. <laughs> I was like, maybe I should move out of Rhode Island. <laughs> I was like, maybe I should move to fucking, what is Midwest. it, Colorado. <laughs> I was like, I should move to the mountains. The Midwest, fuck. I think the highest altitude is actually in, it's in Colorado, no? I think so. It's a lot of mountains there. Mm. Okay, that's the end of my summary. Thank you. Yeah, so the end of our um, episode is basically move to Colorado. Yeah, no, I'm not going there. It's too cold. Too Is small. it? Yeah, no. Small? Yeah. Is Colorado small? Super small. Is it? No, I don't know. It's a huge fucking square. It's a huge fucking square. But, uh, Bitch, you're from Rhode Island. You can fuck right <laughs> off. Are you kidding me? It's too small. <laughs> okay, uh, so what do you think of the book? Why are you going to read it? When am I going to rate it? Oh, I forgot. I'm going to give it probably a four. I didn't look at the criteria, but I got to be honest. I'm the one that recommended it. Yes. So, so yes, a four. And I like its message. I really do. I think it helps a lot to try to try to maybe not understand, maybe not sympathize. She was definitely not talking about sympathizing. She's talking about empathizing. Mm-hmm. But I think it does help to understand where they're coming from because until now, I honestly thought they were just like this huge radical like group of yeah, protesters that was just like setting the fucking state house on fire and shit. Like I did not understand. Well, she does at the end of the of the of the book, she kind of talks to like her she writes like a letter to the left people and they're like, Yeah, there's she calls them bad angels. Of course, there's those people that exist that are extreme. But these are the good angels. This is the people that she met. Yeah, like what they're based in is actually very wholesome, very true, very real. Mm -hmm. I shouldn't say true because I don't believe in the Bible, but Mm -hmm. I'm saying like their intentions are good. Yeah, yeah. Their intentions are good, but it's a little skewed. I understand how. Yes. I think that's the point of the book. But I think the main issue is the country as a whole and this was my whole thing from the beginning we're so fucking divided i don't Mm. even think we were talking about this on the podcast we were talking about earlier yeah but we are so divided that some of the shit that helps other countries wouldn't work here we are way too fucking diverse as a country Mm -hmm. because you've got people like the tea party that they're never gonna fucking go for it they're not giving you any fucking more taxes they don't even they want to abolish the irs (laughs) i mean Clearly, they did their taxes this year. <laughs> yes. All right. So um, we don't really have a dive. No. 
I didn't have time. I was just in the wrong document, and I was like, did we miss the part about the lad school? What? It was just oh, us okay, writing down okay, ideas. Okay, okay. No, I was looking for the end of this document. All right, so if that's all there is, I think you can follow us on Instagram at Budgasset Podcast, or you can email us at budgassetpodcast at gmail dot com. And you can write and review us if you would be so inclined. Please, and please, 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 and thank you, and thank you. But thank please, you just for, five stars. Thank you for coming back thank and you. listening to us. <laughs> yeah, not like family thank you and germany oh please thank you germany for listening we talk about you all the time we really love you <laughs> i know the only i even check i'm a german listen it's probably time. somebody on an ipad or something that's fine. that's fine it's whatever yeah cool okay we bye bye <laughs> bye <laughs>